0: This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. trying to record an episode about uh general buck keeping i started one and then my recorder died and uh, i had to start again and then my recorder like ran out of space because i got a bunch of stuff recorded on here that uh, i either like haven't gone through or haven't posted or whatever um And I'm always afraid of deleting things. Like, my email inbox is out of control because I'm afraid of deleting things. Um, I might need that. So, anyway, I'm going to try to get a roughly half-hour episode here about keeping bucks and, like, general buck keeping and maintenance um, I got a couple of requests for this episode from Instagram and I think from some Patreon patrons. And I was like, I did an episode about bucks. So, and then I went back and listened to that episode and I was like, Oh, this one's really about like buck reproductive health and like breeding soundness exam and like semen, sperm numbers and all of these kinds of things. Um, so for additional buck information, go back and check out the episode on bucks. I can't remember when it was. Maybe like 2019. Probably in the fall because that's breeding time and that's when the bucks are like in their glory. um, And uh, well, in their stinky glory at least. The the does like it. Maybe humans are not such a fan. But um, this one's going to be more kind of in general and Uh, just like what do they do the rest of the time that they're not making babies and what are some things about thinking about um, when to keep a buck and this is you know some of this is going to be I mean a lot of this is going to be like general husbandry and what I do with my animals and uh, probably a lot of it's going to be like my personal opinion about you know why do you keep these animals and all of that because I tend to think about that as you probably know if you've been around the podcast for a while um gonna do like uh, do some general podcast intro stuff it's been a while since I've posted I've recorded a couple of podcasts um and I just haven't had time to sit down at the computer and get them edited and posted and I apologize and then I have these like technical difficulties like I just mentioned about running out of space and like you know running out of batteries and ah it's, it's it's a hectic time of year. We're probably at peak insanity on the farm right now. Devin and I multiple times have been like, "We've got to do tales from the farm," and we just haven't had a chance to update. We might next week. We have to. We're gonna have a drive in the truck, and we might have uh, if I remember to grab my recorder. We may have some time to update on the farm. Uh, everything's going okay. It's going this, what is this month now? June? This June is much better and less stressful than last June. Um, thank you, science. Thank you, mRNA vaccines. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anyway um thanks for listening to the podcast if you're new to the podcast um and you are liking the podcast and you want to help other people find the podcast if you could take or if you're old to the podcast and you haven't done this yet if you could take a second and rate and review on your favorite podcast player app of choice whether that is apple podcasts or something else it helps uh for other people to find the podcast via the artificial intelligence computer algorithm generating machine, which is always changing, and showing me all the things on the internet that I want to buy. Um, It's such a love-hate relationship with the internet, showing me things I want. Uh, Maybe when we do Tales from the Farm, Devin and I will talk about my current obsession with vintage camper trailers. (laughs) And now the internet knows that I'm into vintage camper trailers. So that's, you know, somewhat problematic. Um, because I want to like rebuild a vintage camper trailer and I don't have time for that. Unfortunately, um, I digress. Um, um, so, if you can take a second and rate and review on your uh, favorite podcast player app, uh, that would be awesome and appreciated. Uh, if you would like to say hi on the internet, you can find the website at goatdoc.com. The website probably needs to be updated. That probably won't happen until winter. Got to be totally honest here. Um, and uh, there is a contact tab on the website that you can click and it will send me an email. And you can send me your comments or questions or just say hi. Love it. Um and uh that is one way. My email is goat.kara at gmail.com. My Instagram is at go underscore doc. There's a large raptor bird up there. What kind of I don't know what kind of bird that is. Um everybody bear with me at the moment. Um I'm gonna be winging it a little bit on this buck excuse me, but keeping podcast. I just am off of two overnights and I'm on my way to write a health certificate for a really good client of mine. Um, so I might be a little bit more like going off on tangents than I normally am, but maybe it will be somewhat entertaining at least to, to me. Um, I also find that when I am really tired, talking keeps me awake. So it's either like talking Uh, or having, like, a Disney song rock out, secret rock out in my truck. Maybe that will happen. I won't subject you all to that, but that might happen once I run out of things to say about Bucks. Uh, so yeah. Um, contact, rate and review, um, if you are really enjoying the podcast and you want to join a group of super awesome people who, uh, think that, the information I'm sharing is worth uh throwing a couple dollars a month at to support the podcast <laughs> is, maybe on my next like podcast uh purchase from my patreon patrons is going to be like some better uh like recording thing that's going to let me have like a billion hours of recording so I never have to delete anything um and I never have to stop And maybe like some kind of USB plug That I can plug into my truck and recharge So I never run out of batteries I do have to re- research what kind of Device that is um, But if you'd like to support the podcast And me purchasing those kinds of things uh, You can head over to the uh, Podcast Patreon page Which is patreon.com GoatDoc Also uh, linkable Clickable in the uh, On the website GoatDoc.com Sorry, that was like probably one of the most scattered podcast introductions I think I've ever done. I'm going to blame it on getting like seven hours of sleep over the last two days. Um, But this podcast is provided with the intent to educate and inform. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or veterinary care provided by your Primary vet, and I strongly encourage you to establish and maintain a current and valid VCPR veterinary and client patient relationship with your local vet. So, bucks. Um, If you listen to the buck episode about Repro, pretty sure I said on that episode how I love bucks. Um, I do, especially like this time of year, they're kind of, my boys are still being a little bit obnoxious. They're all very like food motivated. My bucks are down on pasture right now and they're all like sleek and beautiful looking. And this is the time of year when I like them because I can touch them and they are less stinky than they will be in a few months when they start to anoint themselves with their urine and get really just obnoxious and rowdy. Um, because of their testosterone-driven behavior to attract the ladies and intimidate each other um, to spread their genetic material around. <laughs> um, yeah, so this time of year, I love them. They're shiny and beautiful. I can touch them, and they're not stinky. I won't smell like a buck for days and days. Um, I probably, we probably keep... I mean... Maybe not. We, we, I mean, we keep technically more bucks than we really would like truly need just to breed our does. Um, we have five bucks right now. Um, and we are, we bred 30 does this year. We'll probably breed 40 next year if, uh, COVID continues to be away. Um, but yeah. What do do we do with these guys? I'm going to, you know, as usual, I'm going to, like, take a step back and really think about, like, perspective here. Like, what are we doing with these animals? Why are we keeping them? They, especially from the months of, like, August to potentially January or February in the Northern Hemisphere, they're obnoxious and rowdy and peeing on themselves and on each other and wanting to hump everything and just, like, less pleasant to be around. Um... So why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we doing this to them? And it's really, you know, really should come down to, like, we want to build a better goat. Um, generally, bucks, intact male goats, which please call them bucks. Please do not call them billies. Um, generally, intact male bu- goats, bucks, are kept because they are part of a breeding program. And a breeding program in my opinion, and I would love if someone's got an argument against this, like, please let me know. Um, but we should be trying to build a better goat. We should be trying to build an animal that is doing, you know, fulfilling its purpose, um, as a livestock animal or a food producing animal or a fiber producing animal, or I mean, even a pet, um, Like, I'd make this argument about any animal that I see and treat, like, dogs, cats, cats, maybe less so, but certainly dogs, goats, horses, cattle, like, everything. These animals, even if they're pets, we should not be making crappy ones. Like, things that are genetic predispositions to having an uncomfortable life, having difficulty, um, you know, developing arthritis, developing skin issues for, for dogs in particular, um, for dairy goats, like being productive, well-put-together, long-lived, productive animals, like these are things that, um, you know, you want that, you want these animals that can, you know, hold up to multiple years of kidding, multiple years of lactation, because that's good for everybody. Um, By the time you get a doe on the stands for milking, you know, you've put a minimum probably of 18 months of work and time and money into her to get her um, grown up to breeding size and get her through her pregnancy and into her lactation. So, I mean, that's not not like crazy, but it's not an insignificant amount of time and energy and money. So like we would want her to be, once she gets there, let's keep her there. Um, we tend to, at my place, we tend to retire our does when they get to be about 10 years old, um, because we're softies because now, especially since we moved, we have the space to kind of retire them and let them be bossy old ladies and get them out in the pasture. know more and more as we build more infrastructure at our place we have the luxury to be able to do that so that's kind of nice for them and then you know when their time comes we can you know we treat them more as pets because we feel like they have given us you know nine or ten years of a productive life and they kind of deserve to have a few years of break and retirement some people may argue with us that that's not, like, the best financial business decision, but for us, it's what we do. Um, a little bit of a digression there, but going back to my point, and, like, what the, our bucks are a not insignificant contribu- contribution, contributor, to what gives us our doughs that can... over by a greenhouse and there were like red hydrangeas not like pink they looked like red and I don't think it was my sunglasses I may have to check that out on the way back this is tired attention deficit cara right now um, so your buck like your buck is half of your herds genetic material and that is like that's true it's it is it is very very true um, and you can see Especially when you're breeding larger numbers of animals, you can really see what a buck does to a group of animals. You can see common characteristics across a population of animals, Um, and you, you, you you can start to determine what the things you like are and what the things you don't like are, and you can breed towards or away from those things, and that is really like most in in my opinion most easily controlled by the buck because for us in a production dairy herd what we we want our does to be correct we want them to have nice well put together productive well attached udders um we want them to you know be a solid animal. We're not breeding just for show, we're breeding for production as well um, if not more so and also temperament to a certain extent um, but like that is, is very like easily determined by our, um, our bucks and our breeding program since 2017-ish, I want to say, has changed significantly to include, you know, a fair amount of artificial insemination, and, and that has made a huge difference in our herd in terms of what our what our younger generation of does looks like versus what our, our kind of older generation of does looks like. We had a, a buck for a while that we used in probably 2013, 2014, where he, um came from very milky, productive lines, which was nice, but he also had less desirable, like, musculoskeletal characteristics. A lot of his does are very narrow in the front, which I just, you know, isn't, isn't correct to, like, a broad, strong dairy goat foundation, um, and so he got rid of a lot of those does for, a, for a different purpose, um, and, uh, no, no, I was thinking back about that. We also had, like, some some utter flaws in that in that uh, population which you know wasn't uh, doesn't affect milk production they certainly can put it in the pail but is not something that we would want to kind of keep and prolong in our herd um I feel like I'm a little scattered here sorry but in in any case the thing to say here is that bucks are generally kept for breeding most people are not keeping a stinky. Uh, peeing on himself, uh, probably obnoxious, flapping his gums, urine on the beard, buck for funsies for a pet. Um, mostly for pets, we castrate our, our male goats and keep them as weathers. Uh, having said that, I'm sure there's somebody with pet bucks out there, but you know, to each their own, not really my scene, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, the, uh, So picking, pick, choosing your buck, like, you like almost always want to, well, not almost always, ideally you're always wanting to breed your does to as nice or nicer of a buck than what your doe is you're trying to build a better goat and that's a big part of how you do that you can really see the change in characteristics um, across the generations like i can see it in my herd you know where we started AIing these goats um, and the, there's just like some excellent looking animals now um, I'm going to, I sent this in the first, first round of trying to record this, went off on a bit of a tangent because we AI'd some does and I'm going to be like, this is a little bit of maybe selfish, um, getting the word out. Um, but, uh, we AI'd, um, one of our nicest, uh, appraising does, uh, to a, uh, an an artificial insemination breeding that was in a tank that we purchased like I said, 2017 16-ish and uh, we got some really nice does out of it with really nice productive udders, we just did our first milk test a few weeks ago and they're doing like 11-ish pounds a day um, I haven't had time to go through all our paperwork, but just like putting it in the pail as 3 year old second fresheners, really just like solid animals, I really like them really nice teat placement, really nice, like, rear utter arch compared to the rest of our does. It's like, that's something I want to breed towards. And unfortunately, you know, you know, we, we, we breed Nubians, um, and these does had to be registered as grade Nubians because the owner of the buck that was collected never recorded the semen collection. Um, so I tried, I was back and forth with email with the semen collecting company and with the, um, American Dairy Goat Association and trying to track down the owner and I tracked down the owner and they, the owner had passed away in like 2016 and I couldn't find any family and I called the phone number that Adga had on record and it's a credit union in Alabama now. So. I should go back and look it up. Because if this is reaching the goat owning world. And if anyone in the middle of the country knows anything about the fries. up uh, apostrophe s um herd uh, fry the buck's name is fry his instant replay um if you know anything about that buck um if you know anything about that herd or anyone related to that family um please contact me because i would love to get that buck um recognized as nubian um and uh it doesn't, it matters less to me that my does are, are registered as a, these would be American does because the, the, the doe is American, the, the mom is American, but it matters less to me that they are registered as Nubian because they will breed up to American Nubian and that's fine, but it would be nice to be able to use more of that semen and not have to continually breed up the generations to American. Anyway, that is a huge digression. I don't know if it made sense because I'm kind of tired. Um, but if anybody knows anything about that herd, that buck fries instant replay. Uh, Shoot me an email. Love to hear from you. Um, but it, having gone on that little tangent, there is basically to say, like to me, it's more important to build a better goat. Um, those does, like as like I said, as second fresheners, they are kicking butt. They look good. They're solid. They're consistent. They look great. Um, And it's, I'm probably going to use that semen again because I just, I don't care so much that they are Nubian as that they are productive, long-lived members of my herd. Um, yeah. So... Um, a buck is half of our herd. Whether he has been recorded, his semen collection was reported, recorded or not. General buck keeping and maintenance. Um, bucks this time of year. So I guess we still let's start in like young bucks. Um, as I have said in the past with talking about raising your young stock, I, I believe and advocate for growing animals to be fed grains, concentrates. Um, They are very, very unlikely, especially in my part of the world where we are a temperate climate. We have winter. Our animals, as far as forage, they really just get hay in the winter. Um, They're not going to be able to get adequate calories to meet their growth potential if they are just eating hay when they're in that vital um, first year of growth of their life. Um, It's just like nearly physically impossible. The rumen has a certain amount of space and uh, they, you know, they just can't take in enough calorie-dense nutrition from just forage um so there are definitely vets out there who will tell you um don't feed boy goats grain and like while I appreciate that sentiment because I've certainly dealt with my share of blocked weathers um I see more animals where people are afraid of feeding them grain and they stay runty and scrawny and crappy looking because they are not fed enough. And that to me is a gigantic bummer. The, um, so I, you know, I feed my bucks grain. Um, I feed them grain their entire first year of their life so they can grow and be big uh, my my Nubian Bucks are solid 300 pounds. Um, they're big boys, and they should be. Um, they they need their energy. They need to make sperm. Um, they need to cover my doughs, They need to get their job done. And they need calories to do that. Um, once we have passed that first year of growth, um, so we didn't retain any bucks last year, um, we have one maybe two that we're eyeing this year um, once we get past that first year of growth then we don't really need grain in the summer right now I, <laughs> the bucks are getting like a very tiny bit of grain like a handful twice a day because they're spoiled um, and we probably should stop doing that Um, but we are also, I'll probably talk another episode about this. Maybe Devin and I will talk about this together. Um, we are doing different things for fly management this year and, um, we need to feed stuff to get the fly management through our animals. So, um, that is part of that. Um, so feeding grain and then, so then once we are past that first year, um, generally, and actually that's like continuous grain feeding in my herd for the first 18 months of life, because we get through the first year or well, through the first year, probably getting a little bit of grain through the summer. And then, and then we need grain in the breeding season. So all of the bucks, whether they are past their growth period or not, um, start getting grain probably in August ish, um, because they need to have energy for the breeding season gotta pause, go do a health certificate. I will be right back. Alright, so back in the truck after health certificate and some other stuff and so I think I just kind of covered what you know as far as nutrition for bucks like what they need um, the the rotation of my adult bucks once they get past that first year of growth is that they get grain during the breeding season and then in this and through the winter honestly um, because they need in Maine they need the extra calories through the winter to help maintain their body condition and then in the spring like Late spring when it starts to get warm and they go out in the field they're just on pasture and they're fine um and Devin is like we're gonna spoil them and give them little handfuls of grain and i like when I go down to the field and I grain them I'm just like you get a handful and then they scarf it up and then they look at me like they're so abused um so that's the nutrition thing there for them Bucks absolutely can have urolithiasis like weathers do. You um, we can go and listen to the episode on urolithiasis. I think I crammed that all into one episode um, and it talks about, you know, blocked weathers. Um, and that's a not uncommon Problem for castrated male goats can be a problem for intact male goats. Maybe slightly less commonly a problem for intact male goats because there is a paper out there that was on sheep, but we kind of like hypothesized that maybe it helps goats too. That the urethral diameter um, of intact rams is, was greater than uh, the urethral diameter of castrated. Weathers sheep weathers before when they were castrated before puberty, so that testosterone testosterone influence at puberty uh, the helps increase the urethral diameter in sheep, and like even if it's just a tiny tiny bit, um, will that help them to not obstruct? Maybe so. Maybe our bucks, our intact bucks, are slightly less likely to obstruct but I mean, I saw a discussion on, uh, a vet group about it and they're like, is this really a thing? And I was like, I don't know. We don't know enough about it and it sucks. So I'm, <laughs> if you are going to keep a weather as a pet, I recommend, uh, not castrating it until it's past puberty, but you know, that's me. Um, so as feeding uh, grain. What are some fun things to think about with bucks? Um, and I say fun loosely, <laughs> which may not be fun at all. Uh, bucks in my experience and, okay, a few things to think about with them. Scurs, hooves, urine scald. Um, those are things that can be annoying to deal with with bucks. And... Um, I'll talk about those a little bit right now. Scurs. So, what are scurs? Scurs are like when disbudding doesn't fully take and the, uh, the blood supply to that germinal tissue of the horn bud still gets some blood supply and we still make little horns. Um, it is hard to not get scurs in bucks. Uh, because the influence of testosterone also influences horn development, so that bucks are much more likely to have scars. That's just the way of it. And it, you know, I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe there's more vascularization there, what's going on, um, but they're more likely to have scars. I, I just bud does and bucks the same way. Uh, bucks, bucklings, when they're born, they had, tend to have bigger horn buds faster. They tend to come out with bigger horn buds. Um, and that's just part of being a buck. So the influence of testosterone influences horn development, and they are more likely to have scars. Whether those scars are a problem or not, it just depends on their location. It depends on their behavior. They all do weird things. If they're like a little, small, flappy thing, I don't get excited about it. Them, I just let them sit there, um, and it is possible to likely that if they are getting rowdy and headbutting during the rut with their other cohort, that they will break them off, and they will bleed, and it will look like a massacre, and they they can be very sad about uh, breaking their scurs, but... I often don't remove them surgically unless they're going to cause a problem. If they have a larger skirt that is more of like a horn and growing around and potentially contacting the head uh, and growing into the head, those can be sawn off with, I usually use like a, a giggly wire uh, to, to cut those off. Sometimes there's, depending on how Substantial. The base of the scar is there. Can be vascularization up in there. It can be painful. It can, you know, they can. Scars can range from like n- not problematic and just like there it is, I see it, to like mm, this is uncomfortable and causing a problem and probably like should be surgically removed. And it can be surgically removed. It's not fun for anybody. That surgical removal certainly isn't fun for anybody. But I have seen animals both bucks and does more bucks some weathers where like just the presence of the is painful and removing it while that procedure is painful ultimately helps the animal in the long run Uh, so scurs hooves buck hooves in my experience tend to um be thicker and harder to cut and like they're carrying more weight around on their feet so that may be a factor testosterone influence may be a factor but I tend to see like more hoof issues probably in bucks than in does um that thick hoof wall um are bigger animals still walking around on these tiny feet and probably not an insignificant contribution to bucks not having like the best hooves is that for like half the year they're covered in their own urine and you don't want to handle them and you don't want to trim their feet because they are covered in their own urine and you don't want to smell like buck urine for several days which is understandable so we tend to like be like, I don't want to touch you, you're gross, and therefore I don't want to touch your feet and trim your feet, and so they probably get trimmed less often than they should. I'm raising my hand and saying guilty right now, um, but sometimes I will just don a Tyvek suit or a disposable surgery gown and suck it up and go trim all the buck feet. I try to do it like more regularly during the season when they are not disgusting which brings me to the third thing to talk about for buck maintenance which is uh, urine scald as I've mentioned multiple times bucks love to anoint themselves with their own urine they love to anoint their friends by friends I mean other bucks they are housed with with urine Uh, they love to pee in their mouths like they're gross with the peeing and pee urine has a lot of ammonia in it which is like not super pleasant um, as far as skin is concerned and you can get into a uh, skin issues of urine scald with bucks not uncommonly they're just like coating themselves with their disgustingness and then it gets stuck in their coat and the skin is in contact with ammonia and the just grossness, and the skin reacts to that, like bacteria, secondary skin infection, um, like crusting and sloughing of the skin, like it's just, it's just nasty, sometimes these get really bad and painful, um, and you know, can be treated uh, topically uh, with like my preference for like topical skin stuff in goats in general is zinc oxide ointment it's like one or two percent zinc oxide ointment I buy the stuff by the pound tub um, because I love it and when there's skin stuff we just slather it on Um, it's very protective it's like putting chapstick on um, and the zinc helps the skin heal lots of zinc deficiency in my experience. I gotta go back and listen to my episode on skin and see if there's anything I want to add to that. Um, because I see so much goat skin issues. Um, the... So like, I mean, I guess every year I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this to prevent urine scald in my box. And what I would like to do is probably in like early August, give them all a nice shampoo and like maybe coat conditioner and then slather down like their chest and the back of their legs and their underside with zinc ointment like the zinc ointments are usually like petroleum based too so they're protective um or even like a zinc zinc ointment and maybe some vaseline to just coat the skin with a protective barrier against the pee that they are about to pee all over themselves for the next if it's august september october like at least three to four months again i always say i'm gonna do that and then the summer is crazy and i don't do it um urine skull tends to be um buck specific like some bucks get it worse than others can be a factor of their just their skin makeup their coat type their coat color and how much they pee on themselves um so very can be you know some some bucks are more tidy than others some are absolutely disgusting So there's that. Um, one other thing to talk about, I guess, and not super common in my experience in goats, um, is, uh, like prepuce and, and penis, like infections or like pizzle rot is the charming, uh, like lay term for, uh, you know nastiness of the penis and the prepuce um I've seen bucks probably more so on like a high protein diet get like shmoo like icky like proteinaceous deposits in the in the tip of the prepuce associated with the the penis and the glands penis which is like the head of the penis and the um the urethral process, which is the little wormy thing on the end of the penis, it um, can get all like icky and. Ugh. How do we prevent that? We work on diet change. We work on, you know, checking the pH of the urine and maybe, you know, thinking about ammonium chloride, if that might be helpful, those kinds of things. Um, but basically that schmoo can build up and provide a nice munching ground for bacteria that's all over the place. And then, you know, you need some antibiotics, you get inflammation, can be gross. Um, other things, you know, like any kind of... Tr- like grossness on the penis. In my experience, this doesn't happen too much with goats. Um, It seems like uh, bucks are fairly fastidious about their penis. Um, Bulls, I definitely, well, I haven't seen in person, but definitely see more cases and like case reports of bulls getting like hair like wrapped around their penis and it gets stuck and it's all like stuck up in their prepuce and then can cause like constriction around the penis and that's a big problem um you know that's not suboptimal because like then you can't they can't get their penis out they can't get their penis in if it's tight enough it can constrict blood flow and cause skin necrosis and blah 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 so Um, but bucks tend to not do that as much in my experience um haven't haven't seen one in a buck so that's good but you know could happen maybe more in like uh long furry breeds uh, cashmere breeds angora breeds fiber producing breeds but my my experience dairy goats tend to do that less so those are kind of the things that I think about with bucks. Um, if you think I missed something or you have other specific questions about bucks, please feel free to show me an email, uh, at gmail.com. Come say hi on the internet at go underscore doc. I will try my best to do a farm update at some point with Devin. It's, you know, craziness going on, but in a better way than 2020 so far 2021 is you know sucking less than 2020 did you know still stressed out but for for better reasons than 2020 i guess um yeah i think that's gonna do it for the moment i will talk to you guys next time